On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Well, welcome everybody to the Choose to Think podcast, or welcome back if you're an avid listener. I really appreciate your support and that you tune in every single week to hear something new, something interesting. So it's so good to have you. And today's guest is probably going to be a little bit surprising to you because she knows a lot about space. And I have to say that when I was a kid, I wanted to to actually be one of two things. Well, I also wanted to be a teacher, but I realized that maybe closer to say fourth grade, but I wanted to be, and I even hate to say this because I would never want to be that right now, but it was a solid gold dancer. Do you remember what those solid gold dancers were, Izzy? Oh my gosh, I have to tell you, I I just so dreamt of being a dancer and that was my little young kid's heart or I wanted to be an astronaut. It was going to be one or the other and then I landed in something maybe we might say a little bit more practical, I don't know, but as as an instructor, but today on the podcast, we have Izzy House and I want to read to you a little bit about her so you get a good idea of what's going on and why she's even here. You're going to see a really good fit and an application that you can put into your life as well, I'm quite certain. And I can't wait to actually unearth some of this and just dig around a little bit on on the journey that Izzy has had. I will tell you that we, we, gosh, how long was it ago that we knew each other I someone Mariana Rogers and I were even trying to figure out when BTB started but that was about what was that span that we were together there Izzy you remember it was sixth grade Jeremy okay. was 12 and he's 24 now so that's been 12 years we moved here in 2008 so it was not too long after that. So 2010, 2011. Wow. Wow. And he, did he do six through 12 at BTV? Yes. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah. So another homeschooling veteran right here. So, so proud to have you on the show, but let me, let me just read you a little bit about, um, about Izzy. And she says this space marketing is at the heart of my career. I combined both of my passions of marketing and space into one expertise. I mean, already I'm thinking, who does that? I don't know many people who deal with space, least of all women, I might say. And maybe we can unpack that a little bit. I don't know what the, you know, the demographics are for someone studying space and marketing, kind of with that combo, what that might be. But she says, with an extensive marketing background and armed with 20 plus years of experience in public affairs, outreach and marketing, I aim to empower space companies and further dreams of space exploration for everyone. And Izzy has written a book. And a part of that is where we're going to kind of start with our our conversation. But her book is called Space Marketing, Competing in the New Commercial Space Industry. And in the book, she writes about how the space industry is changing, 
Over 70 countries have entered the space race. Marketing will become critical as more companies compete for business, investors, and contracts. The Space Marketing Book is an introduction to marketing tactics and strategies through the lens of space. The foreword of her book was written by another author, David Meerman Scott, who is a Wall Street Journal bestselling author, and he's also written 12 books, including Marketing the Moon. I combined, she's speaking here, I combined my extensive marketing experience with my passion for space and poured it in to my first book in the series. And so the book has just launched, I think, as, no, it's coming up, right? Here shortly, it's, it's going to launch. Yeah, October 1st is when, Yeah. this will be coming out after that, so I'm sure. Yeah, just, just by a few weeks, maybe, um, when your actual episode will air. But welcome, Izzy House, to the Choose to Think podcast. <laughs> uh, it's very nice to, to see you again, Victoria. It's been a while. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're here. And part of what I want to unpack and I'll probably have to restrain myself from asking a whole bunch of space questions because I you know, have always been fascinated by outer space, as I said, and just dreaming of, you know, the, the sci-fi aspect of all of that. And, but I really want to, I want us to chat about the concept of courage. And, you know, when I knew you way back when, I didn't even know you were going to write a book or that you were, I'm trying to think if I knew that you were necessarily interested in space. And I'm not sure that I did. What I do remember about you, Izzy, is that you were very good with, with some of the literature that we used in our homeschooling program. And maybe, I can't remember whether it was like the yearbook or the publications that we had and organizing. Do you remember that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you put the things together? Yeah, that was part of what I did. Yes, <laughs> that's yes. what I do. Even okay. as a job now, is that's what I do is, is public relations and marketing. And I've worked with over 600 companies in marketing, mostly wow. small businesses. Yeah, I need to hire you probably. I'm working on my personal brand. <laughs> but anyway, it yeah, because I can remember you did such an over-the-top excellent job. You know, we're just a bunch of moms co-oping all of our stuff. And here you come on the scene and you're like, look at this. And I'm like, what? This is amazing. So how cool. That is so neat. But when you actually, you know, you talk about your passion and your your business and kind of having those collide your education your experience and bringing all those in together when we do that and when you know when god places on our heart this big god-sized dream sometimes it's hard to get from point a to point b and there are a lot of things that get in the way and play interference with actually reaching for the sky. I, I, we should have a whole lot of puns here as we go. Reach for the sky, <laughs> catching the stars, you know, really putting ourselves out there is not easy and it takes a lot of courage. And whether the listener is thinking, yeah, I'm, I've got a big dream that I want to chase and go after. And, but I get stopped time after time after time. And ultimately I just said, eh, what the heck, not going through with it. 
And so I want to tap into some of your kind of your genius mindset and your entrepreneurial mindset that says, by golly, I can, I will watch me and all this with God's help, of course, but, but how did you fight off some of those self-defeating thoughts that you might've had along the way, or did you even have any, how, what was that? What did that look like for you? Well, let, let me start when I was 13. Okay. When I was 13, I got to go to, to Florida. My grandparents lived in Melbourne, Florida, right outside of Cape Canaveral. And they got to watch the space shuttle launches from their backyard. And they were passionate about space. My grandfather had this gold pendant of the space shuttle that he wore that the little cargo bay doors would open and there would be a diamond inside. So he loved the space shuttle. They were just crazy about it. My 13th year, I got to go spend the entire summer with them without my little sister. (laughs) And when you're 13 and you go to Florida, what do you think you're going to do? Go to Disney. (laughs) No, that didn't happen. We went to Kennedy Space Center instead. And I loved it. My grandparents, they turned me on to science fiction that summer By the time I was on my way back to school, I was ready to pick a discipline that would make it to where I would be picked for a colony on another planet. That was my (laughs) thinking going into ninth grade. And then I told my friends and they gave me a look like, what are you crazy? That's not something you can do. And then I shut up about it. And I packed it away. I still loved it, but I just didn't voice it. And then I, throughout the years, I was more grounded and I picked marketing eventually as my career. And I love helping the small businesses. I've, I've helped quite a few and 600 plus when I was in California, when we got back from being overseas, my husband was in the military. I went to school and got my associate's degree in advertising, opened up my business in San Diego and was doing quite well. We ended up adopting our son in California. The year 9-11 happened. My husband separated from the military June 30th. We got our son July 16th and September 11th happened two months later. And um, my parents lived in Virginia, his lived in Illinois. Nobody got to meet their grandson. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was a year. We had him for a year before they got to meet him. We threw a dart to go between the grandparents and drive back. This is where we landed was Kentucky. And it was a great place to raise our son. Throughout the years, I started another business when we got here in Somerset and worked with a lot of companies, mom and pops down in in Somerset, Kentucky. When what I did help them build their branding and help their businesses grow and they were able to, you know, it was a good thing. A lot of, I made a promise back when I first started marketing that I would never lie. I am against any kind of false activities whatsoever we if you don't have something you can say that's good about whatever it is you're doing 
then you really need to rethink what you're doing. And so I promised myself from that point, I would never lie about anything that I did. But can I interrupt you though, Izzy? Mm -hmm. What, that seems kind of like a, an odd thing to promise yourself. Was there, is there a backstory behind that? Or was it that you saw things that weren't on the up and up and you're like, mm, I'm not going to do business like this or. Well, commercials and um, businesses lie to us all the time to try to get our money. And so that always bothered me. I and see. I always loved God. I didn't know who Jesus was until later in, in my life, but I always loved God. And I was in a very secular home. So that wasn't really something that was talked about, but I always felt drawn to him and I knew that was right. So when I started marketing, I made it to where it was a good thing and it helped a lot of people. That is my goal. When we got to Kentucky and we came up here to Frankfurt, I started homeschooling my son. He was had a very challenging time. We went to public school, then we went to private school. It was a Christian school. And then it, he was struggling. So we ended up looking and found homeschool. I cherry picked some of my clients and I worked with them pretty much after we would homeschool. And um, it, was, it was one of the best decisions I ever made. The, I wish that we had homeschooled him from the beginning. I think it, things would have been a lot easier. It, that was one of those, when you're looking back saying, I wish I did. I didn't even know about homeschool until sixth grade when we started really struggling. And I'm like, what other options do we even have? One of the things about homeschool is everybody thinks that these children don't get socialized. Well, let me tell you, socialization about kills you because you just, you're into all kinds of different things. And one of the things that we were into was Civil Air Patrol. Mm -hmm. Civil Air Patrol works with 12 to 18 year olds. And I found myself as a cadet commander of 12 to 18 year olds teaching them how to reach for their dreams. When you teach somebody to reach for their dreams, it kind of rubs off on you a little bit. And part of what I also taught them was aerospace, which ignited that part of me all over again. As my son started approaching graduation, I started thinking, what's next for me? What am I gonna do? as chapter three in my life. I went back to school and I got my bachelor's and my master's in digital marketing, top of my class on both of them. I think I remember that. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. That's so impressive. Yeah, you must've been a bulldog. I am very, I'm a very intense person. You know, <laughs> I just, I, when I do something, I give it everything I've got. Yeah. And uh, during my bachelor's program, I kept thinking, okay, what am I going to market? What, is, what am I going to pour myself into? It, I just don't want to just kind of just do anything. And my husband was going down to a conference in Florida. I went along with him as his luggage. And uh, while he was at the conference, I went to Kennedy Space Center. And I'm standing there at the Atlantis Space Shuttle exhibit, 
crying and wow. just so overcome with awe and I'm like this is this is what I want to be a part of so bad I can hardly taste it and um then the thought occurred to me right then I could do both I could market space right and I never look back I I still get them looks (laughs) 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 what that's kind of space really but now I uh, don't let them dissuade me and it has been a great ride. And I was looking at a PhD Mm. and I did a a proposal for a PhD in space marketing, which one day I will be a doctor of space marketing. Mm. The college told me no. And it was the best no I ever got because I looked at the proposal and I'm like, I really want to look into this stuff. I really want to dig into th- what I've proposed. I said, this could be a book. So I turned that no into a book. Into a big fat yes. That's amazing. <laughs> well, well, tell me this. Um, it seems like you're quite tenacious to start. And... I, I do marvel, though, just backtracking a teeny bit at how you stood there looking at the shuttle when, you know, went on your recent trip and just was you were overwhelmed and overcome with this now I know moment and that light bulb went off and OK, I'm going to do both. And it was kind of like that was the the, uh, the dream was not really born, but I don't know what the word is for that, but it, it kind of all came to the, to the front for you and that I could hear it and see it in your face, such passion, even there on that. And tell, tell me this though, when you got the no from the college, did, were you automatically, did you just automatically think, okay, that just means not yet, or that just means I'm going to go write a book. Did you have a moment of, disappointment or frustration or despair or anything like that? Oh my goodness. When I finished my marketing degree, the the master's, I really thought, okay, I've got all the tools that I need. Now I'm going to take the world by storm. And it didn't happen. And then Mm -hmm. COVID happened. Like I graduated in December in March, we were on lockdown. Right. Um, what a letdown and then you know it was I was trying to get some traction and nothing was happening so then I thought well okay oh nothing's happening right now let me use this time to get the PhD and then when I got told no again it was it was pretty hard to be honest with you that moment when I got that no and I'm like I really want to do this though and uh, so it took me probably it was a couple of weeks of just kind of licking my wounds a little bit before I decided you know what that no is not going to stop me let's see what else I can do and that's when I I came up with the idea of doing a book there's times where it just seems like no's come at you all over the place and just if you have a clear vision then it helps you get over that wall walls are God's way of testing whether or not we really want to do something. So 
So how do we get over that wall? How do we find that doorway? If we stop looking, who wins? It's not us. And if we settle, which is what I, I did when I was 13, you know, I kind of packed that away. There's, and, and let me tell you, this has been, <laughs> this has been writing a book was great. I love doing it. I was surprised how much I love doing it, but finishing the book, let me tell you, that has been hard. The first step of a journey is really hard. The last step is really hard. But what, what is hard about finishing? Well, just getting all those last little bits all, all together and tied in a bow. The part that's been the most challenging is marketing myself. Mm. <laughs> it feels like I'm walking around naked. It really does. <laughs> I have never felt so exposed in all my life. And people are having, mm. I'm, I'm having to, I'm an introvert naturally. I've learned how to be an extroverted introvert, but I'm still an introvert. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. This has been in just being out there, putting myself out there, saying, hey, look at me. As a mom, we never do the, hey, look at me. It's always about somebody else. So this is really new territory, and it just... It's yeah. <laughs> real exposing. <laughs> Listen, I know the feeling totally. Yes. Because it's it you're sometimes I always feel like I'm just, you know, blowing my horn, tooting my horn. Come look at this, come look at this. Guess what? Guess what? And but I also heard this and it may help you that all your posts on say Instagram and Facebook, which don't last anyway. I think it's something like only 4% of your people actually see those. So I'm like, oh, well, that makes me feel a little bit better. And because I'll just keep doing it and doing it and just maybe I'll hit a few of them, but somehow that made me feel better. Like I wasn't always constantly, you know, asking people click this or go to this video or all these CTA calls to action. And, you know, you, you, it, I don't want to be troublesome, but on the other hand, I've also learned to encourage my heart by saying, you know what, I have a message to share that can help people. And my experience with depression and overcoming that and learning what it means to be transformed through the renewing of my mind, that is valuable. And that's a resource. And I could be the poster child for taking thoughts captive and giving thanks and everything and having that joy despite externals. And that's worth something. And even if I'm just helping one person or two people, it's really worth it. Plus I'm driven by the passion, you know, and I think that's where you are. You hit that point where it's like, man, I was made for this. This is so much fun. I love it. It lights me up. And to think that I get to also help other people in the process, that is the, the cherry on top. And so when you keep your why in front of you, it makes it, or at least in my experience, it makes it, it's motivating to me. And, and it, it makes the hardship not quite so hard. But I like how you said that you just feel so exposed and it's risky and 
what you've chosen to do and this boldness and this courage to step into the arena, so to speak. And I don't think it's really fair for people to criticize the folks who are willing to get into the arena and kind of get dirty and messy and say, I'm trying to do this. I'm going to, this is what I'm called to do. And I'm going to put it out there because who can, you know, if you're not willing to do that, it's better just to zip it. And because it is hard. And can you think, Izzy, of any particular thoughts like on your, how, let me just ask you this. How did you work out of that two week period? You got the no on the PhD program and then it occurs to you, okay, I'm gonna pivot this around to a book, but what, what how did that change? Or what, did you just wake up one morning and you're like, I'm done with feeling you know, so, so down here, this is not the end of the road. I'm still going to cling to this big dream I have. How did you get from the no to suddenly I'm going to hang on to this and pivot? How'd you do that? Well, the, the feeling was pretty major at that moment at the Atlantis. And it, it fills, it fills me with joy. It really does. And one of the things is that we all have our walls that we have to climb and we just sit back and ask the word how and not, you know, not sit there and say, okay, this is what I, you know, okay, I won't do it. This is giving yourself all kinds of excuses not to reach, but say, how can I do it? Okay. This is where I am now. How can I get past this? And then that little voice in your brain that tells you you can't do it because your brain is designed to do one thing and that's to keep you safe and when you start going into areas that it that are fearful then it sits there and it starts to give you excuses why you don't go there because it's trying to keep you safe well there's one thing that trumps that little voice and that's it's also a know-it-all and when you ask it a question, how can I do this? How can I get past this? Then your brain starts thinking about, okay, well, how can we do it? I have to know this answer. And it starts to be a puzzle instead of sitting there telling you, you know, you don't know anything. You know, that voice is just so horrible. And it tells you that, oh, you think you're going to tell something that other people haven't heard or, or you know, it's just, it can be brutal. It can be yeah. a brutal voice, especially when you're coming from an area where people don't give you encouragement, you know, because how many people are in space marketing? <laughs> like I said, you get that look going, okay. So you're not really getting that feedback from that area. It's just, you have to know, you got to say, how can I make this dream happen? Because you're your brain is going to tell you you can't. Right. You know, I, I like that you say our brains are these amazing machines and mechanisms that will try to find the answers. And that's a critical component even of what I teach. And it's almost like if, if you start developing this mindset of gratitude, for example, you start looking for things around you for which to be grateful, then suddenly 
the, the wonderful thing is that your brain will find a whole bunch of things for which to be grateful because you're looking for those and you're intentional about that. And the same thing is true when we can ask our brain, ourself, you know, you've got your mind, kind of your thoughts influencing your brain. But when we can engage our brain in that those computer-like functions, our brain is ready to find the answers. Although I will tell you that the question how to me can be a little bit overwhelming. I always say, matter of fact, I don't have to know the how, I just have to know the who. Of course, talking about God and that he will lead me and direct me and guide me through this. And his word does say about walls, he said, his word says that we can scale walls and with God's help, you know, we can do all things through Christ. Those are some wonderfully empowering verses. But if but I think I would take that how and maybe make it like smaller, like, because if I have to think how to write a book, for example, even that, how do I write a book? That seems like gargantuan, but I guess if I can start breaking it down, I mean, you had your idea, then, okay, what's the first step? And maybe do a little bit of research. If I could kind of start with those little micro steps that would that would feel a little bit more comfortable to me, but sometimes the house seems so big that it's uh, it seems I don't know that can be overwhelming to me personally. If I, if I was trying to think of an example of a how, like you know, I, I but I guess it's all perspective because I could say, well, how do you you crochet a big blanket? Well, okay, how do we crochet it? You're going to start with this, I guess I'd have to have those little teeny steps. And that's probably exactly what you did. I'm assuming is that you, you hit that wall, you got that no. And instead you said, mm, the no, isn't no, it's maybe not yet, or maybe there's another way, or maybe there's another purpose for this. I love how you went back to that passion again, and just Re remembering that and allowing that to well up within you as well but how did you start writing your book you got then you got the idea and then did you find that suddenly you were kind of on fire again or what happened at that point yes I, I started feeling that excitement about the project because I love school I really did <laughs> me too I, I love that intense learning and just filling me up like a sponge so once I had that direction to put this energy that I had just spent four intense years with then I just poured myself into it and yes I, I love puzzles so when my little when I ask my little voice how then it sits there and starts to break down the little puzzle gotcha and, and that's kind of how that goes when I step forward into, I, I know this is what God made me to do. And it took a long time to figure it out. Let's see, what year was that? I was almost 50 years old that summer. Mm. So let me, let me tell you, it's never too late. And you just gotta have faith that when he builds you to be a certain way, he has a goal. You know, this is, nothing is by accident. So he had me love space and he had me love marketing. And it was that moment that it all came together. It's like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. 
and I started doing research into space marketing, there's nothing there. And that's also another concern is that, okay, I'm looking at doing something into a niche that there's nothing there. So just got to have faith. Yeah, and that was, that was my first thought. When I started, when I saw you were, you know, promoing your book, I thought, wow, what a niche. That is amazing. Cause they always say the riches are in the niches and, you know, you can get down to that audience. You know, I've got a challenge for you. Why don't you start a podcast? Have you thought about that? I have, I have. Okay. There's just only so many hours in the day. <laughs> hey, you can't tell me that either. I know that. Well, and doing a podcast is one of the strategies I have in my book. See, the particular, this book, particular book is about the basics of marketing because it's talking to an audience that hasn't done it. It's through the lens of space, but the principles are still something everybody can apply. Gotcha. And podcasting is actually one of the things that I recommend for people to do. <laughs> well, there you go. You're going to have to take your own counsel here, take your own advice. And just, I mean, because it is such an unusual and fascinating uh, niche that, you know, it's so unique. So I think there, that would be so fun to do that. And it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. It sounds very interesting and kind of really fun to do. How about the women factor? In, can you talk about that a little bit? Did that, was that ever discouraging to you at all? Or how, or how did you see that? What was, was there a disparity there or talk there's about that? There's not a lot of women. Yeah, there's not a lot of women in space. It's getting more so. And I think in society, we're seeing a shift in how women are portrayed. Mm -hmm. What I can tell you is that with every industry, whether it's race, gender, or anything, I think a lot of us, yeah, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be challenges no matter what you do. And overcoming them is part of that. And you saying oh, I can't do it because I'm a woman, or I can't do it because of my race, or I can't do it because I come from a country that does not have the technology. That's mm -hmm. kind of given us an easy way out. Is that we're putting the blame on somebody else instead of saying, you know what, there have been women that have done some amazing things in industries and in situations that they should not have succeeded, but they did. That is not going to be, that should not be an, a reason for us not to try. It just means that maybe our wall is a little higher to get across in what we have chosen to do, but there's going to be walls no matter what it is you do. That's an excellent point to bring out about excuses and justifications. And it's, to me, I think it's that the fear that we have at root, it's a fear and we're, we get, you know, we want to do it. We want, we want to, and it is our dream. And, but then we, like you said, you know, the brain, all of that, we, something, we hit resistance, we hit an obstacle, we hit that wall. And it's so easy to justify 
why we just can't do that or why we're not going to move forward. And maybe it's an excuse. So overcoming that and resisting all, all those justifications that we come up with and excuses that we come up with is really, it's difficult to do because we love the familiar. We, we gravitate toward that which is we're used to, we're comfortable there. And getting into that ring or getting out of our comfort zone is really not easy. So what would you say, Izzy, as we wrap this up, what would you say to that woman, that gentleman, the listener who, who says, you know, I got this, I do have a dream, but I really don't know where to start on my dream. And I've had this particular vision and I've even got some clarity on it, but I just don't know where to start. And maybe they're older. Like, you know, I can tell you that this has been the most fun I've had in my life, I think, in, in many ways. And the doors are open here for me to kind of just go at it. And I have loved it. I love being a Nana. I love you know, my parents are still living, my, my children, and they're having their families and baby, I, it's hard at times, it's challenging, but I, I feel so blessed, and I love it, and that I have a voice and something to share, and I'm chasing this passion, I still teach Spanish, but it's, it's all good, and feels blessed to me, and so yes, age, forget that excuse, because or forget that rationale because it's it might be now we have wisdom and experience and we are getting older and the clock is ticking so if not now when you know we can switch that to be actually quite motivating for us but how would you encourage that that listener who says wow i i love what izzy's doing i love how she has has pursued her dreams but I don't know that that could happen for me, or I don't even know where to start. What might you say to that, that person? Be humble, because one of the first things I did when I got back from that trip was I called all around trying to find somebody, and I ended up interning at almost 50 years old. Where? I was an intern with Kentucky Aerospace Industry Consortium, K-A-I-C. <laughs> oh my gosh. You could tell they were just amazed <laughs> that they got somebody with this? all this experience and she just wants to intern. <laughs> so I love it. You know, be humble. Don't come into the, the room thinking I've got all this stuff going on and I'm going to make it happen. You know, be an empty cup and, and keep calling and, and keep learning. One of the things with age is um, I like myself more than I've ever liked myself in the, in my whole life. My brain and my, my confidence is like nowhere else in my past. I like where I am right now. And age is also another thing that we can use as an excuse. When I started working where I'm working now, I was working with a bunch of younger people. And you could tell that it was like, oh, 
we're going to have to handhold her cell phone technology and, <laughs> I, and I ran circles around them. <laughs> I bet, I bet. So just, but I had a lot of learning to do to make that happen. And I had to be an empty cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't go that. into it sitting there saying, you know, oh, I've got all this. I was quiet. I observed. I learned. Yeah. Oh. And always help other people. Mm. Never talk bad about anybody either. That is one of the main rules is that you just, you just don't go there. And you don't lie. You don't, and you don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, such inspiration there and just kind of old fashioned values, but so wise and the humility, humbleness, gentleness factor in all of this, that meekness, just like Jesus, right? The, that characteristic is one that says, I'm willing to learn. And I love that because learning it it opens so many doors and it it it's like there's so much out there in this wonderful world and creation that God has given us and we can just barely scratch the surface on so many things but the delight that we have to just learn something new to keep to keep our brains sharp and to enjoy life I, it's so interesting that you and I are kind of in the same position in that that we're we're having fun and it's like a whole new world and we're good with ourselves and serving others all those things are just so important and I'm just so delighted that we got a chance here tonight to really just chat about a few of these things and thank you so much for coming on and if you could tell everyone how to reach you and tell us your book again and where we might be able to find it here when it launches it's space space marketing and it is available in amazon right now as an ebook october 1st it will be available in print and shortly after, I'm still in the production stage of making an audible version. So look for that soon after. My website is izzy.house. It's a, it's not like, you know, a dot com. It's izzy.house. So I, I was so fortunate to get that. And I'm like, yes, I got to do that one. <laughs> That's neat. I didn't even know you could do that. Could I do Victoria D. Walker? I don't. No, but I know dot house, you know, they have dot CPA and dot a lot of other dot dot biz and dot house was one of the ones that they had available. That so. is so weird. Yeah. When I saw that on your, on the application form, I, I thought, oh, that's a misspelling. She just didn't put dot com there or something, but it really is. And, and it's spelled I Z Z, right? I-Z-Z-Y I -Z -Z and then dot house. Cool. Like you live in. <laughs> yeah, just like this so perfect, easy to remember. And so thank you so much for spending your time. And I can't wait. To, what would you name your podcast anyway? Oh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting ready to write another book. October oh. 30th, I start. And it's going to be our connection with space. And it's about all the things that we have in our daily lives that came from space came from our reach of space. Love you know, it. 
so I'm, I'm, it's like the dessert. I'm, I'm getting done with my meal, the last little steps. And, and then um, got a date where I'm going to start that one. Wow. That is wonderful. And you know, my book should launch, my second book should launch no end of November and it's called live your best thought life. Let's see, what have I, I've changed. I've been tweaking the title, but it's living your best thought life. Choose to think every day. And so it's a 365 devotional. And that's why I was wondering like, why is the finish so hard? But I am already in those the the pains of wrapping it up and just you know putting it out there so I, I can understand your answer on that but but I I love writing and it's and I can't wait to to share this particular devotional with with everyone because our thoughts are critically important and to me you always hear you know live your best life but really it starts with our thoughts because if you can live your best thought life, then you really can live your best life. If you can reframe those toxic thoughts like Izzy has done and, and pivot those into a more productive, healthier, a sound way to, to think about things and to kind of come at life. If you, it starts with the thoughts. She said no to, the, to that voice in her head, it might be an enemy lie it could be our own you know flesh telling us those things who knows but if she said no to those she rejected those and resisted those and then replaced them with life giving energy and truth and when you combine that with knowing that God's created you for a purpose and that he, you know, he gave me a passion for outer space and for being an astronaut and just being fascinated by all of that. But he didn't give me the passion that Izzy has as far as that goes. He uniquely gifted her in this way. And she's using that passion and the experience that she has, her very voice. And she's saying, you know what? I've got something to contribute to and it's valuable and it's necessary and it's needed. And that is such a recipe for not only success, but that joy that comes in God's economy when we're actually doing this for him and stepping into that calling. So what a, what a wonderful feel good kind of chat that we've had. I've loved it. Thank you for being vulnerable and for sharing some of the hardships that you've had. And I just know that it's going to be a real encouragement to my listeners. It has been for me. So it's been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on to see. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.